You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're continuing to count down the days to the Carolina Panthers season opener against the New York Jets Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. on CBS at Bank of America Stadium, located in 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. And I cannot wait. The NFL season gets underway tomorrow night, Thursday evening, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unfortunately Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Just glad to have college football back and glad to finally have the National Football League back. We are only a day away and only four days away from your Carolina Panthers opening up the season. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. On Apple Podcasts, check us out also on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whenever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday I'm going to need your questions for our weekly Friday mailbag going on throughout the season here on Locked on Panthers. Today, I will finally stop being a coward. I'll give you my prediction for the season in terms of the Carolina Panthers record, something people have asked me about. I've said somewhere between 7 and 10 or 9 and 8. It will still be within that number, but I'll give you that number specifically today and other predictions I have for the season in terms of could Chris McCaffrey have another 1,000-1,000 season, Brian Burns' sack total, Sam Darnold. We cut down on the interceptions. We'll get into all of that. And more thoughts on Sunday's season opener against the Jets as the Carolina Panthers are five-point favorites at home on Sunday. Let's go ahead and start off, though, just looking at the Carolina Panthers season as a whole heading here in 2021. Let's remember that the Carolina Panthers in year two of Matt Rule are rebuilding. They have made significant strides, I think, this offseason with who they brought in on the roster. Terrace Marshall, a fantastic draft pick, as we've already seen, was the top receiver in the preseason in terms of receiving yards. I think he's going to be fantastic as a number three wide receiver to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Resigning Taylor Moten and extending him was a key thing for the Carolina Panthers to do to make sure that that offensive line position was settled when so much of the rest of the offensive line is unsettled. Getting Hassan Reddick here for $6 million with the potential of eight, depending on incentives, after he had 12 and a half sacks last year for the Arizona Cardinals was a fantastic signing. Bringing in Daquan Jones after being a starter for six seasons with the Tennessee Titans and being a part of a team that went to the AFC title game two seasons ago for him to be able to sit there and mentor and play next to Derrick Brown, who did not get Kawan short. For the majority of last season, which I think would have really helped him, is awesome for the team. A.J. Boye, we'll see what kind of impact that he has. But now having J.C. Horn to play opposite of Dante Jackson, that addition to the defense is only going to help the Carolina Panthers moving forward. I love what Scott Fitterer did in maneuvering the defense and what they did in getting some of these contracts dealt and signing some of the free agents that they signed. Now, they did miss on a couple guys. But the guys that are here on the roster, I think, will all make significant impacts. I don't know how much we really expected out of David Moore or Denzel Perryman. We thought he'd be a starter, but I'm totally fine with Jermaine Carter now being in the middle of that defense as a starting middle linebacker and as someone who Steve Smith had a lot of nice things to say about during the preseason. But again, this is year two of a rebuild. This season to me, and I've said this a couple times, 
This season, to me, is not necessarily about the Carolina Panthers going to the playoffs. Now, yes, everyone wants to see this team go to the playoffs this year, myself included. It's been since 2017, since we saw the Carolina Panthers last play in the playoffs, and there's been a lot of frustrating seasons since then. In 2018, starting 6-2, and two, as good as Cam looked, you thought, hey, Super Bowl might be in the picture. Cam might be an MVP candidate again. And as we know, everything fell apart in 2019. There's the hopes that with Cam Newton back healthy and McCaffrey back and then signing Gerald McCoy and Bruce Irvin that this pass rush would be nasty, which it was. The problem, though, Cam Newton goes down in the preseason week three, doesn't look good in week one against the Rams, doesn't look any better in week two against the Buccaneers as the Panthers start off 0-2, and it was all downhill from there, even though Kyle Allen got things started off pretty well, four straight wins, but after that, he proved to just be Kyle Allen and not a long-term starter or the franchise, as some people were trying to dub him as, as he took over for Cam Newton. Ron Rivera subsequently was fired with four weeks left in the season, then leading to Matt Rule to be here in Carolina. Matt Rule makes a great coordinator hire, and Joe Brady, the top offensive coordinator on the market coming out of college of LSU, where he's the passing game coordinator for that fantastic national championship team in 2019. Then they make some moves that were sort of questionable. Starting off with Teddy Bridgewater, the three-year $60 million contract that never really made all that sense to begin with in terms of the terms and the amount of money that they wanted to give him. Yes, he played in New Orleans and was there with Joe Brady, and he knows the offense, But from day one, I feel like all of us knew that Teddy Bridgewater was not going to be the right answer for the Carolina Panthers, at least long term, at the quarterback position and would be a bridge quarterback. Teddy, at times last year to start the season, looked like he could be okay. Then at the second half of the season, whether it was a knee injury or just Teddy Bridgewater being Teddy Bridgewater, things did not work out in the Carolina Panthers Went to this offseason looking for a quarterback. Couldn't get Matthew Stafford. Didn't weren't able to go out and get Deshaun Watson. They end up with the, they ended up with Sam Darnold and decided to bypass Justin Fields and Mac Jones in the draft at number eight overall. Instead, taking their top guy on the draft board, J.C. Horn. We will see how that works out for them. But just understand, over the last couple of years, the Carolina Panthers have moved on from franchise greats and Cam Newton, Ryan Khalil, Thomas Davis, Greg Olson. Luke Keekley, all those guys are gone. Ron Rivera, who was here for nine seasons, is gone. This is a new era of Carolina Panthers football with David Tepper at the top of the as the owner, with Scott Fitterer coming in his first year as a general manager, and in year two with the head coach and Matt Rule. And we could even get, throw in year two with the coordinators Phil Stone on the defensive side of the ball and Joe Brady on the offensive side of the ball. It is going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight for the Carolina Panthers. We go back to when Matt Rule is at Temple, year one. Two and ten. Year two, six and six, gets into a bowl. Then his final two years, ten and four, ten and three, takes over the Baylor job after what Art Bryles did, leaving that program in disarray, a national embarrassment that the Baylor athletic department was, and especially the football program. He gets there year one, eleven and one. Only win against the Kansas Jayhawks, one of the worst programs in Power Five football and in FBS football, period. Year two, seven and six, and in year three, eleven and three. And with this third-string quarterback in the Big 12 championship game, took Oklahoma to overtime and were a win away from being in a college football playoff. To go from 11-1 and and Baylor being an absolute embarrassment for what happened there in terms of rape and sexual assault against women and Art Bryles not doing anything about it, to two years later having them 
within reach of the college football playoff. What Matt Rule has done throughout his career is prove that he is a program builder. Year one doesn't look good. Last year, 5-11, and 11, they were competitive, surely, and certainly that was the case. But the defense wasn't all that good. They looked better towards the end of the season. The offense... You might have had four guys go over a thousand yards from scrimmage, but the quarterback play wasn't up to snuff, and the offensive line play has been abysmal like we've seen in the last couple of years in Carolina. It takes time. So continue to want more for this organization that's never had back-to-back winning seasons. I want more for them, but recognize that it's going to take time for the Carolina Panthers to build into the consistent winner and to have that sustained success that David Tepper talked about when he sat down with Bill Voth of Panthers.com after firing Ron Rivera and wanting to move forward and find that next head coach. And he has his guy in Matt Rule now, and he has his general manager in Scott Fitterer. So this season, to me, is about building towards that year three. The Panthers will make a leap here in year two. Absolutely. There's no reason for them not to, based off of all the youth that got experienced last year that's now a year older And then you add in some of the key veterans to try and fill some holes, at least for this year, as they still are trying to develop some foundational pieces and hopefully find someone at quarterback. And looking at the quarterback position, at the end of the day for the Carolina Panthers to have any sort of success in 2021 and to be moved in the right direction heading into 2022, into the offseason, heading to year three of Matt Rule, is it has to come down to the development of Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was Terrible for three years to the New York Jets. There's no other way you can describe it. Yes, you can make all the excuses, and really, they're not necessarily excuses. They're answers and reasons to why he struggled with the New York Jets, and which is why people are trying to dub Sunday as a revenge game as Sam Darnold now, with actually competent skill position players around him, is going to have an opportunity to look like the number three pick in the draft from a couple years ago. Will he ever get to those heights? Will he ever be a Super Bowl quarterback? I don't know. The wide receiver core is excellent. The best that we've seen here in a long time in Carolina. The running back, Christian McCaffrey, is the best in football. Even the offensive line, as bleak as it looks and as confusing and mind-boggling this decision was to sign Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, the Panthers still have something in Dennis Daly. They obviously have something in Taylor Moten, one of the best right tackles in football. Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, both looked really good in the preseason. There's four potential foundational pieces on this roster that just have to make their way into that top five. And one day the coaching staff will wake up, but give it time. It will all settle itself in the end. D-line is young and primed for a breakout led by Brian Burns. I'm interested to see what Etor Grossmanos does this year. The linebackers, so-so, but Shaq Thompson, one of the elder statesmen on the roster. I love what Jermaine Carter provided this preseason, what he could do this season, and what he looked like when he had to step in for Tahir Whitehead, who was abysmal last season. He had two young studs in the secondary, and Jeremy Chin and J.C. Horn. Hell, even the punter, Joe Charlton, should be around for a while. All that is great, but in the NFL, it's a quarterback-driven league. The Panthers cannot end this season with more question marks at the position like they had at the end of last year. This season goes down to Sam Darnold and his development, improving that he deserves a second year in Carolina. It can be the right guy as the Carolina Panthers strive for that sustained success that has eluded us here for 25 plus years in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas when it comes to this Panthers organization. So I think this team's going to be improved this year. I like what they've done this offseason, but at the end of the day, it comes down to number 14 and whether he can play football or not. Because if he can't, 
We're back here again, have the same conversations we had all off season. And if he can, then man, like the guy who owns the Hornets said, the ceiling is the roof. With all that being said, I've yet to give you a prediction. I'll give you some of my predictions for the seasons in terms of what I think some guys will do, whether they'll set career marks, and what the Carolina Panthers record will be at the end of the 2021 season. All that and more coming up in just a moment. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. As it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, you can't do preseason podcasts without giving predictions for what you think is going to happen this season so people can go back and say, hey, you idiot. Remember when you said that and it didn't happen? Yeah, so I'm going to give you that opportunity to come back here in four months' time and tell me about how wrong I was about a ton of things when it came to the Carolina Panthers. Now, this is one I don't think I'm going to be wrong about. I do think it's a tad bit bold based off of the last time we saw him play in a full season and the fact that it's only three times it's been done in the history of the National Football League. But I do believe that Christian McCaffrey will once again have a 1,000-yard receiving and 1,000-yard rushing season for the Carolina Panthers, would become the first player in NFL history to have ever done it twice. The only two other players who have done it once are Marshall Falk, who's in the Hall of Fame, and Roger Craig, who, controversially, is not in the Hall of Fame, having been one of the better running backs 
in the history of the National Football League. So I think Christian McCaffrey stays healthy for all 17 games. The workload continues to be what it's been in the past, which I'm all for. He's making too much money and he's too valuable for this offense to be concerned about his availability in week nine of the 2027 season. I care about Christian McCaffrey going out there and playing well now while he's young and getting the most out of him. And then, you know, at the end of the day, when his contract's up, but if he's not the same guy, then you move on. That's what most teams do anyway. They get the most out of the running backs. They don't sign them and they move on. But the Carolina Panthers, after all the departures, realizing that Christian McCaffrey is a fantastic ambassador for the city and also an incredible football player made the obvious choice to sign him to an extension last year's unfortunate with the injuries but I think he'll be back to who he was back in 2019 and proving he's the best running back in a national football league I don't think Brian Burns is going to get 10 sacks this year I think he's going to get 12 sacks this year at least 12 sacks for Brian Burns as he becomes a pro bowler for the first time in his career and gives the voters some thought that he might be an all-pro in the National Football League this season. I think another 1,000-yard receiving season is up for both Robbie and DJ Moore, but I do not think that the Carolina Panthers will have four players like last year with Curtis Samuel, Mike Davis, Robbie, and DJ, who went over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. I do think Terrace Marshall, though, will have at least 600 yards receiving this season for the Carolina Panthers and will be one of the top rookies in the National Football League, not only as position, but overall. Speaking of other rookies, I think J.C. Horn's going to struggle to start off the season. Back at South Carolina, if you watch him, he was very handsy, even in preseason and training camp. There was a lot of talk back in practice about how handsy he was, and that's going to be something that's going to frustrate a lot of people. But by the end of the season, you're going to start to see him really look like the kind of guy who will be a number one corner for the Carolina Panthers for years to come. So I think there'll be early struggles for J.C. Horn, but eventually I think he'll get his technique figured out and then he'll stop drawing all those P.I. penalties and he'll turn out to be a really solid player for the Carolina Panthers. Jeremy Chen, I think once again, he's going to have a 100 tackle season, had over 100 tackles last year, playing primarily linebacker, now moving back to safety. He's going to be all over the field. He's not just going to play safety. He's going to get a little linebacker, going to be in a little bit of that nickel package in the slot as well. I think that Phil Snow is going to find a way for this guy to be all over the defense, impacting it every single way possible, and he will have another 100 tackle season for the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to be in the wild card hunt come December. Then you have that final four-game stretch, With the Saints, you got the Bills on a Saturday night, likely. In Buffalo, you got two games against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And who knows where Tampa Bay is going to be week 18. And if they're going to have the division wrapped up or maybe even the number one seed wrapped up in the NFC. I'm not quite sure that's going to be the case. But I think the Panthers will be in the wildcard hunt come December with those games on the line. Looking at the offensive line, I think the Panthers will eventually, at some point in time, Well, it's due to performance injury. I think they will one day start left tackle, Taylor Moten, left guard, Dennis Daly, center, Matt Paradis, right guard, Deontay Brown, and right tackle, Brady Christensen. I think we'll at least get two or three games with that offensive line pairing as the Carolina Panthers, either out of necessity or realizing that those are the best guys on the roster, their top five. Those will be the dudes who start at some point in time. As far as Sam Darnold goes, I think he's going to have a career year in terms of passing yards. I think he's going to throw for over 3,500 passing yards. Going to have a career year in touchdown passes. I also think he's going to throw 15-plus interceptions. I go back to the game against the Steelers where, yes, he looked pretty darn good and he was solid. He got away with some things there in terms of he should have been intercepted on that one-third down where he threw it behind Robbie Anderson over the middle. He should have been picked off there. He almost... 
got his team out of field goal range or could have fumbled the football in that situation that led to the missed field goal by Joey Sly. Either way, Sam Darnold, he's going to be improved because he can't be any worse. But I still believe that Sam Darnold is going to have make a lot of mistakes for the Carolina Panthers, which would give the team a little bit of pause on whether they want to bring him back next season. But he might do enough just based off of the numbers and what he looks like with his team to earn another opportunity next season as they already owe him $18.8 million fully guaranteed whether he's on the roster or not to be their quarterback once again and try and build more continuity at the position and with the guys at his skilled positions. And last but not least, my season win total prediction for the Carolina Panthers is going to be 8-9. and nine. I think you're going to fall just shy of setting up next season to be the first time the Panthers have ever had back-to-back winning seasons. I do have concerns about the offensive line that just make it really hard for me to believe that a team that has an offensive line as bad as the Panthers have can be a team above 500. I love the skill positions. I love what the defense can be. I think eventually this defense will be a top 10 defense. I still think that they're going to have a little bit of ways to go as the season starts. Now, they have some bad teams they're going to play. But towards the middle part of the season, I think you're going to really see them hit their stride and be the Carolina Panthers defense that we really expect them to be and what we saw from them in short time in the preseason against the Ravens and the Steelers. So I think they're going to have a pretty good defense, probably going to look pretty good on Sunday against the Jets. Then New Orleans will be a, definitely a challenge against Jameis Winston. And that team, and we'll see what the Saints have for them. And then week three against the Houston Texans should be, they should be awesome. But week four against Dallas, that's going to be interesting there too. With Dak Prescott now back and Zeke Elliott and the wide receiver core that they have there. So the defense thinks to get off to a great start on Sunday, but there will be some challenges in the first couple weeks before hitting their stride after the second half of the season starts off. I think that defense will be really good. So eight and nine. I just don't have a lot of belief in Sam Darnold, as I've said all offseason. I think he's still going to turn the football over and cost his team some games. I'm hoping the kicker situation is figured out. Ryan Santoso did make all five of his kicks in that final preseason game against the Steelers. But also, it's recognized that, man, that 52-yarder barely clanked that one in there. He has a tryout at least again for this week. And then if he's not what they want to see, they could give Dominic Everly's on the practice squad another try as the Santosa pick is conditional and on the condition that he's still on the roster come next week after the Jets game. So an 8-9 season for the Carolina Panthers. I think that's obviously an improvement for this team. They'll continue to be a competitive team. I do believe that Sam Darnold will lead them to a couple game-winning drives at the end of the season. I think that at the end of games, rather, I do think that Sam Darnold will look good for a couple times going into the half and getting some points on the board, something that Teddy Bridgewater did not do. I think he will add to the the passing game in terms of the deep ball. Now, we didn't see a lot of it in the preseason. That might be based off of protection and not want to show too much, but I think he will add that element to the offense, but I also think he's going to turn the ball over a fair amount of times and more than you want to see, but he might earn himself another opportunity here in Carolina in year two. I would not be surprised either way if the Carolina Panthers decide to move on after this year with Sam Darnold or give him a second year to try and figure out whether he really is the answer. But as I said earlier, the Carolina Panthers really need to get a great play out of Sam Darnold so they know that this is the guy moving forward and they don't have to keep searching for a quarterback and if you looked at any of the college quarterbacks this past weekend, it's only one weekend, but Sam Howell really struggled for North Carolina. Spencer Rattler got outplayed by the quarterback at Tulane. Matt Corral looked pretty good on Monday night for Ole Miss against Louisville. Not a great crop. Someone will emerge, I'm sure. 
But we'll see how things work out as it pertains to the quarterbacks. I don't think David Tepper wants a rookie quarterback anyway. Probably wants a veteran. So 8-9, that's my final prediction for the Carolina Panthers heading to the season. They could get to 9-8. They could be right there and get to 10 wins. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just think 8-9 will be the record. I think they'll be really solid once they go heading into December as a wildcard threat. Both games against the Dolphins. And against the Bucs twice and the Saints again, we'll see what they look like. And against the Buffalo Bills, they'll kind of come back down to earth a little bit against some of the better teams in the National Football League, which won't be to say that they're a bad team and that they failed. It would just be that they're a young team and they're quite not there yet. But in 2022, I think that'll be the year for the Carolina Panthers to make that massive leap with Matt Rule as their head coach. So those are my predictions heading into the season for the Carolina Panthers. Going to offer a little bit more thoughts on the Jets game coming up on Sunday. I think really it could be a blowout. So we'll get into that here in just a moment. I told you once, I've told you twice, I've told you what feels like a hundred times. It maybe is a hundred times considering how long I've been doing Locked on Panthers about Bilt Bar being the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine, nine Nueve Delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, including all of my favorites, which all of my favorites are all nine flavors. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Yes, even including you who cannot make up their mind and needs to figure out what Bilt Bar that they want. Well, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Bilt Bars in one single package. Go get those Bilt Bars right now. Did you know that Bilt Bars not only are delicious, but they're also healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So head over to BiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on a gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to a website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for your 20, available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Am I alone in believing that Sunday could be a blowout for the Carolina Panthers? Seriously, the Jets were terrible last year. In pretty much all facets of the game. Like, Darnold wasn't good. The receivers weren't good. The line wasn't good. Defensively, the secondary wasn't good. Run game, that's just pretty good. But for the most part, the Jets were a really bad football team. And now with a first-time head coach and Robert Sala coming over from the San Francisco 49ers, we had a fantastic defense. It was the coordinator for their Super Bowl loss a couple years ago against the Kansas City Chiefs down in Miami. He's bringing over Mike LaFleur. 
who knows the Shanahan offense can operate the same offense that you see in in Los Angeles with Sean McVay, what you see up in Green Bay with Matt LaFleur, Mike's older brother. It will be interesting to see what the Jets look like this season. They got a brand new quarterback in Zach Wilson. I just feel like this game is set up to be a route in favor of the Carolina Panthers. I really, I really see it happening that way. The Jets are just not a good football team. They're young like the Panthers. They're trying to figure things out. With the amount of people that are going to be in the stands for the first time in a long time there at Bank of America Stadium, I imagine will be a sellout on Sunday. Um, maybe every seat won't be filled, but I assure you they're going to call it a sellout regardless. But I think every seat will be filled at Bank of America Stadium on Sunday. The Panthers have the advantage. Like You bring in that offense again with Christian McCaffrey back healthy. What answer do the Jets have for Christian McCaffrey? Maybe in the middle with Quinnen Williams and the Carolina Panthers struggle at the guard position to block him, which I think that they definitely will. And that's probably one of the underrated storylines heading into this game, uh, the way the interior offensive line looks and now not having John Miller. But you might already have an upgrade with Dennis Daly starting at right guard instead. Just overall, you look at the Panthers' offense, and I think their offense is better with the Jets' defense has. Last year, the Jets, defensively, when it came to against the pass, they allowed opposing quarterbacks a 103.2 passer rating, and they gave up 275.6 yards per game through the air, which ranked 29th in the league. Both of those stats, the passer rating and the yards per game through the air, 29th. There's 32 teams in the league, as I remind you constantly. That's abysmal. The run defense was a lot better, only gave up four yards per carry, which ranked seventh in the league, top 10. They gave 112 yards per game on the ground, which ranked 12th, which is Pretty solid, so that might concern you when it look at the uh, when you look at the interior offensive line. And but man, the, the Panthers have always been pretty good the last couple of years, and even beyond that, as much as they struggle when it comes to pass reduction, they win when it comes to uh, block win rate. Man, they they were really good at it last year and the year before when Christian McCaffrey had the thousand thousand season. I think they're going to go out there and they're going to win those matchups again on Sunday when it comes to run blocking. So I just think this is set up to be a Carolina Panthers blow. The secondary, yeah, they added three cornerbacks via the draft. Michael Carter, the one out of Duke, and Jason Pinnock, and Brandon Eccles. They signed safety LaMarcus Joyner. They got Marcus May back. They got Bryce Hull, who I really like, out of University of Virginia in his second year as a pro. He had a horrific leg injury back in his senior season at UVA, which I think probably held him back a little bit last year. Now he's back healthy. I think he's going to be a really good corner for the Cav- or for the uh, Jets, not the Cavaliers. Uh, that was a guy who, had he left instead of coming back, he might have been a first-round pick. So you got a former potentially first-round talent at corner. So they're going to get better eventually. But on Sunday against this team, and they have defensively the Panthers do and what offensively the Carolina Panthers are presenting – I think the New York Jets are going to walk into the proverbial hornet's nest here in uh, Mecklenburg County and get knocked the hell out. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a blowout. Seriously, I think it's going to be a blowout. The Carolina Panthers win big, at least two touchdowns against the Jets on Sunday. That's my thoughts on that game. I'll have more thoughts coming up on tomorrow's show as I'll be talking to the host of the Locked on Jets podcast for our weekly crossover episodes. We're going to be doing that throughout the season. John Butchko, so we're going to be talking to John on the show tomorrow. And then on Friday, of course, the weekly Friday mailbag. So get in those questions at Julian Council on Twitter. Make sure to also follow me there on Twitter at Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast from. Once again, thank you guys so much for your support. Appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And, of course, on Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers.